0: the EdTech Marketing Podcast, hosted by Mateo Elvira, a former tech sales rep turned digital marketer. If you're an EdTech organization struggling with how to leverage the power of digital marketing, then sign up for this weekly podcast that aims to help. Week by week, our featured guests will share their top tips that you can put into action today. Let's get started.
1: Doing great, man. Tell us a little bit about you, man. You are actually a former educator. Now you're working at an ed tech company, Bright Thinker. Talk to us, man. What what led you to going into this field here and why are you so passionate about helping schools?
2: Well, it's real simple. I mean, I think all of your listeners can probably relate to me. I'm the original burnt out educator, my friend. You know, I've had three major heart incidents in my life. And my last one, I got wheeled out of the school. And that was it. And my my story is pretty pretty much something that everybody goes through. I'm in the emergency room and uh, I'm originally from Jersey, so you'll see the chain and my, my you know, accent, and my wife is one of the original Jersey girls, and if you know anything about Jersey and you've watched all the movies, you know the deal. She comes marching into the emergency room here in Texas, tells the emergency room doctor, get out, looks at me and says, you're not doing this anymore. This is number three. You got kids to worry about, and I looked her dead in the eye, and I said, you're right. I have 500 kids to worry about, and she goes, no, 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 no. I know you love your kids at school, but you have five kids at home that take precedence over the 500. I looked at her and I said, absolutely not. I said, I love all those kids that I teach are a big part of my life, just like I'm a big part of theirs. And a teacher can relate to this because some of these kids don't have somebody at home, or maybe doesn't have somebody around, or when they come to school, they're just uncomfortable. and they depend just to say hello someone walks up to him goes you having a good day i'm glad you're here that's something that's a big part for kids so my wife who's not in education she understands but like most parents they don't understand right most parents didn't understand anything until the pandemic hit and they had to teach their kids now teachers are saints we're we're the saints of the group but my wife goes you're done you better find something else to do to help these kids. She opens up the door and the emergency room doctor is still standing there with this look because he couldn't believe that she threw her out. She looks at him and goes, we solved the problem. He'll be better now. And she walked out. So I had to make a choice. She's right. I have my kids at home and I have my kids there. So what I did was is I left in December of 2020 at the semester. I was a head coach. I was an assistant coach. I was a CTE and social studies teacher, and I had to make a big change. So what I did is I came to BrightThinker, which is a K-12 fully customizable digital curriculum, right, that is standards aligned for all this. And I started playing around with it. And I'm certified in everything under the sun, right? All the companies out there, all the PBL, all the Canvas, all the Google. I'm certified in everything. And I looked, and I saw what was there. So now I dedicate my life to helping teachers have a work-life balance by using EdTech products. It doesn't have to be just mine. But like I said, I'm certified in everything. So if I can teach a teacher how to use the right thing at the right time and you only have to set it up once and you have it every year, that'll give teachers more time to help the students that need it because that's why we're in there. We're not in there to write lesson plans for eight hours. We're not in there to go to meetings for eight hours. We're in there to help students. So if I can help cut down that time And help teachers have a work-life balance when they're at home on the weekend they're with their family and they're not basing I have to grade papers before I could take Johnny to baseball if I can help teachers do that I'm doing a lot to help teachers and in return I'm giving the student a fresher sharper more educated teacher and on top of that if they go with certain products and again not just mine if they go with the right product at the right time kids are getting rigorous chunked differentiated fun learning and everybody everybody's a success
1: that's awesome joe what what do you think most people don't know about like the life of a teacher or like what it's like to be a teacher like for anyone that doesn't work in edu like what what should people know about like the life of a teacher right now
2: whether you're a superintendent an administrator or a teacher You're not only worried about your kids, like I mentioned before, you're worried about every kid. So as a teacher, I'm worried about the kids in my classroom. Heck, I'm worried about the kids in the school. But we lose sleep over what is happening with our kids. We know they all don't have the best home life. Or... We just worried about, hey, are they gonna be successful? Are they gonna be able to do this? Johnny tried out for this team. So-and-so was on the choir tryouts. These kids come in and tell the teachers that they like these stories and you're sitting there rooting for them. And it becomes a major part of your day. Just like worried about what your kids, personal, biological, or the kids that live with you are going through, this is what you worry about. And what they don't understand is that, okay, we're there eight hours. We get there an hour early, maybe earlier than that. We stay two, three hours. We grade papers at home. We write lesson plans at home. We volunteer our time to school meetings. We volunteer our time to do this, to do that. It's not an eight hour eight-hour day, 40 hour a week. It is a lifestyle. It really is. You hear that from professional athletes? Well, we're professional educators. It's a lifestyle and you have to be committed to it. And unfortunately, My health is not allowing it. You know, I didn't get into education until uh, I want to say 10 years ago. So I'm a little bit older. And, you know, now with this hustle and bustle, I need to slow it down. But if I had certain things in my class, I'd probably still be in the classroom because I would ease the burden.
1: Absolutely. What message do you have for teachers right now that feel like they're on the verge of burnout and you know, just any words of wisdom that you could share to prevent, you know, anyone going down what you
2: had to go through way back when? Me personally, is take the time. Take the time to recharge, refresh. When it's the weekend, you take the time, you recharge, you refresh, you do things that make you happy. And if there are tools available in your school, which I will give schools this, schools are buying everything, right? What we have to do is we have to make sure teachers are learning them from the right people, not just another teacher. Another teacher might have it down to what works for them, but you wanna learn it from the right people so you can do what works for you, right? So that's number one, find out what tools there are and take advantage of these tools. Remember, if as a teacher, if we're doing the same old, same old, and we're not looking at the future and being that lifelong um, student ourselves, we're not helping anybody. So, uh, you know, take the time, see what they need. Because when you find something good, you might save 40% of your time. If you find a program that grades all your stuff for you and you only have to grade the short answers or the essays, but it'll get the lessons out of the way for you, you're saving so much time. And it still tells you who does what. So then you can pick and choose and see what you need. I mean, those little things are important. Yeah. Or if there's something that the lesson plans are already written and you just customize it to you, you actually saved half the time because it's there, I'm customizing it. And again, I'm no specialist. I'm just an everyday teacher and educator like most people out there, you know, and I'm just trying to help people from what I have seen and what I have gone through and what I hear by talking to educators. That's how I met you. I met you at a conference and you came up to me after you see me talk to every single person that came by. I don't care if you aren't going to buy my product. You're a teacher. I want to know what's going on. I want to help sure. you. And that's, and that's my deal.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, Coach Joe, uh, my mom actually just retired as a teacher for 30 years. And wow. COVID obviously had something to do with that but she didn't really use technology and COVID really forced her to like use things like zoom and all these online programs when she was very like pen and paper, very old school, right? Like for someone like that, um, maybe an older teacher or a teacher who may not feel as comfortable with technology. Um, any, any advice or any tips to like just make them more comfortable using like these tools, like that you said, that can really help, um, save them time spend more time with their family like there's a lot of value in technology but it could be really scary for a specific teacher or a group of teachers any advice there
2: yes so i'm very old school too even though i only started teaching 10 years ago i'm a paper and pencil guy i'm sitting here talking to you and here's all my note sheets right i don't have <laughs> it i don't have it sitting on that side screen so Almost, almost every school has a learning management system, an LMS. Think of Google, Schoology, Canvas, something like that. For those teachers who are a pen and paper type of person, they can transfer their lessons onto there, right? Have the students do the lesson there, and if they wanted to still print it out and have it in front of them, they can. Or if they want to have it right in front of them, they can do a whole bunch of different things with the markups and things like that. But to actually, instead of having to write out the lesson plan on a in a lesson book, which is probably what your mom did for teaching for 30 years, they can do it one time on the computer. They can even upload the handwritten sheet and it's there permanently. And if we take baby steps with teachers and people like myself, before we got on this, you asked me what I wanted to do, and I told you. I don't know technology well enough to tell you. So, But if you, you gave me baby steps, you told me, let's try this. So if we tell them, teachers, hey, let's put your lesson plans on an LMS, that is step number one, and they never have to write them again. They only have to edit them. So that's a big step for them.
1: And I guess any any like tips for you that have been helpful for you to like learn new tools like I guess you don't really need to do it all at once like you can sort of like you said take a couple hours a day to just like immerse yourself or just try to learn new things right like what, what's been helpful for you like as it coming from that teacher perspective like just learning all of these new programs like how do you take it like in bite sized pieces I guess.
2: So what I do like I'm sitting here and we're having this conversation. When there's a company out there and I meet everybody, like I told you, I meet everybody when I'm out there. So I'll go and have a conversation with someone and I'll ask to set up one of these meetings. Say, hey, I just want to know. I'm not trying to sell you anything. So I'll go and my goal of the day, and just like I told my kids in a classroom, you have a 45-minute class. In this one-hour meeting or whatever we're in, I want to get one thing that I can take away and have with me the rest of my life right? One thing, take away and have the rest of my life. So if I go to a competitor's meeting and find out what they're doing, and it's not necessarily their product, it's telling me how they use it. I am one of those salespeople, and I tell people this all the time, where I'm the best salesperson in the world when it comes to education, because I'm not going to just sell you my product, I'm going to sell you what works. I listen you tell me what you need and I've helped you find the right tool I don't want to be your salesperson I want to help be a part of your school I want to help be a part of the journey with that so if I can find one little thing each day that helps me improve me and my teaching that's what I'm gonna do right here me and you there's all these screen platforms you have me on a different one and I'm not gonna say the name of it but I'll tell you right now the sound is better the video is better The editing features are better I just learned something brand new that I can take away from this and it can help me in the future because these videos are the keys to success when you have a teacher think about this when teachers go home at night we used to all and I'm a little older than you we used to turn on the TV and me it was any sports channel I want right You turn on Sports Center and I just sit there or you turn on old reruns of Big Bang Theory or all those funny TV shows now people play on their phones and they look for YouTube, and they look for things like that. If they see me come across with something that helps solve their problems, and I'm energetic and I'm fun about it, they're gonna come back and they're gonna look for someone else who's doing the same thing. That in turn is gonna help the student. That in turn is gonna help the school, the district.
1: Absolutely. Joe this is awesome man really appreciate your insights for anyone listening here that wants to pick your brain more learn more about Bright Thinker or just like connect the network with you where's the best place to reach you
2: okay so the best place is I'm not on a lot of social media yet that's why me and Mateo are friends here I'm not on a lot of social media yet, but I am on LinkedIn and I use LinkedIn more than other social media. And the reason I do that is because it's a business-based networking site for a purpose. All right. Yes. Do I want to be friends with everybody? Yes, but we're networking for a reason. So on LinkedIn, if you type in Coach Joe Marino and hit enter, I'm the first name that shows up. So connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love to talk to you a little more. Hey, maybe you can teach me something because I'd love to hear it. I'm all about finding out new things and I will be on the road for the next 10 weeks in various states. So I would love to see people.
1: Cool. Any states that you'll be visiting here?
2: Uh, yes, I will be in. I'm in Texas for eight days. Uh, nice. I will be out in California for five. I will be in Arizona for four. I will be in Wisconsin for three. Oh wow! Um, and then I'm back at individual things in Texas once again, and this is all before the end of the year.
1: Oh wow! I don't. Busy, I busy don't even want to get in.
2: I don't even want to get into next year yet. We're going to New Jersey, New York, California, Arkansas, Gosh. Oklahoma, Arizona, New Mexico, Utah. And the list goes on and on.
1: Bright thinkers changing the world. Joe, thank you so much. Appreciate your time here. And uh, thanks for everyone who tuned in. And um, we will catch you all on the next one.
0: Thanks for listening to the EdTech Marketing Podcast with your host, Mateo Elvira. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into all the tips and tricks you can use to help grow your EdTech audience. If you're keen to see these ideas can be applied in the real world, join us on the next week's episode. As always, you can head over to elvira.media to learn more about our digital marketing services for EdTech brands. That's all for this episode, folks. See you next time.